Hello and welcome. This is Pauline Elizabeth Walner, author of the Rising Stronger series. I'd like to read for you an excerpt from our book, Rising Stronger series, Loving and Essential Paths to Healing After Losing a Child. This book is a collaborative effort from eight women who have decided to share their stories to help others who may be grieving at this time because of a loss of a child or family member. So please take comfort in the fact that we published this book in January of 2020, not knowing what would happen in February or March. None of us can predict the future. And as such, we are grateful that we were able to publish this book. And prayerfully, it will help someone who is struggling after losing a child or a family member during this recent tragic circumstances that we have had to endure, as well as the pandemic. So please take a listen. We live in a culture where we do not always know how to approach grief. The messages we send indicate that the sooner one gets back to the normal course of their lives, the better one will feel. Our culture of the show must go on does not always support grieving. People who are grieving will tell you exactly what you want to hear. They do not want you to worry or demonstrate insincere concern. The adoration demonstrated by the children we lose help to console us. Yet, there are other triggers that send parents in a debilitating emotional frenzy. Annette Nolte, one of our contributors, wrote about triggers. Smelling Corey's favorite perfume, passing the places they visited together, going to the computer repair shop. We find solace by hearing how others manage the loss of a child. During this stage, listening and observing help both parties. All parents have high hopes and expectations for their children. Some may just be comfortable as long as children call home regularly and visit a few times a year. Other parents expect children to complete high school, go to college, get a career, get married and have children. When a parent loses a child, all those expectations evaporate in thin air. The parents grieve that the child may not have found his or her true, authentic self. There just wasn't enough time. You will recall Dennis Anonymous was in a hurry to experience everything life had to offer. He started various activities well before traditional norms. He drove a car when he was nine years old and had his first car accident at 14 or 15. His mother takes comfort in the fact that the urgency he demonstrated as a child allowed him to experience many things. 
Though not much consolation, this new understanding is only a small step to healing and mending. Recognizing that tomorrow is promised to no one, parents who experience loss are finding ways to live in the moment. They remind those who have never experienced anything as devastating to be more thoughtful, loving, forgiving, and supportive. When songwriter and singer Eric Clapman's four-year-old son, Connor, fell from a 53-story window in New York City, it was a devastating tragedy. If you recall where you stood when this event was reported, you can still feel chills and pain for the child and his family. How does a parent survive such a dramatic tragedy? Clapton reports that he had experienced grief when he lost his grandfather. He had contemplated borrowing harmonies from Jamaican-born Jimmy Cliff's song, Many Rivers to Cross, as a way to grieve. When Clapton lost his precious child, he said he wrote the song, Tears in Heaven as a meditative lyric to keep himself from going crazy during what he described as the darkest period of his life. He used his musical talent and advocacy to heal. As Iacinth Blake wrote in her tribute to Renee, you do not overcome the loss of your child as long as you're alive. You just find better ways to manage the emotional pain. Researchers suggest that parents who are stuck in disbelief, anger, or bargaining beyond the six months should seek professional help. And I continue to read other excerpts from the book as well. People grieve differently and grief within family units often take different turns. It is imperative for parents grieving for children to remember to reconnect with family members left behind, especially spouses and children. Since people grieve in diverse ways, assumptions may be made. These assumptions can lead to incorrect beliefs and devastating outcomes. Some families never emotionally recover from the aftermath of losing a child. Parents may appear emotionally absent as they deal with the loss of children. There are times when survival siblings grieve on their own. They sometimes feel emotionally abandoned by parents who are dealing with their own pain. They find it difficult to communicate with parents working through their own prescribed phases of grief. Families have a difficult time reforming the team dynamics without their loved ones. To some extent, perceived blame from all parties involved may deem some relationships irretrievably broken. And another excerpt from the book, Rising Stronger series, Loving and Essential Paths to Healing After Losing a Child. 
remember, today's feelings are not permanent. Replace them with beautiful memories. In the cruel journey of grief, we're not alone. Do something you have always wanted to do. Join a paint workshop. Travel to places your children wanted to see. Take up gardening or join an acting class. How about yoga, meditation, bird watching? I saw a group of US EU residents bird watching of all places in the Blue Mountain Hills of Portland, Jamaica. These are the hills where real Jamaican coffee is grown and exported. If you are lucky to be at the local brewery, you will experience it being brewed over an open fire and served as a traditional inamel, in a traditional inamel mug. This is the parish where three of the contributing subjects were mentioned. As I continue the excerpts from the book, Rising Stronger series, Loving and Essential Paths to Healing After Losing a Child, I would like to share with you the power of prayer. During various phases of grief, we often have conversations with someone or something outside of ourselves. In a state of disbelief, we shout and curse the evil one. We also turn our why questions to a higher power we describe as God the Father, Lord, Master, Jesus the Son, Holy Spirit, Jehovah, Prophet, Jireh, Nisei, Makadesh, Allah, Elohim, Yahweh, El Shaddai, Adonai. It is never initially clear to us why things happen the way they do. Deep down, we hope our feelings of loss and initial indescribable grief will go away. All the contributors in this book found comfort in their faith, regardless of religious affiliations. Within faith-based homes, it is important to recognize that during grief, Families and friends have different perceptions about religion, prayer, and faith. For example, one writer, like many, said she cherishes her personal relationship with God. This form of faith is more authentic and acceptable to her than organized religion. Although she does not subscribe to established religion, she walks and talks with God all day long. Sometimes we are so angry and feel so desolate that praying becomes difficult. Occasionally, we distance ourselves from conversations with God because our grief is so strong. When family, friends and or prayer groups petition the Lord on our behalf, we often feel comforted. Whatever struggles we go through, there is solace in prayer. There is power in intercessory prayer, said one contributor. 
I was comforted when I knew that people were praying for us. Prayer stabilizes fear and anxiety. In a recent video post on Facebook, Steve Harvey, comedian, author, producer, television, radio and game show host, strongly emphasized that prayer changes things. Even people who do not share the same religious beliefs find comfort in praying for each other. No matter who you are, grief is a common factor in our lives. All of us have experienced grief in some way. We must be reminded, however, that each person must seek a relationship with God. This is strengthened through prayer and study. Although God knows the desires of our heart, he wants to hear directly from us as we worship him during good and bad times. This can be so difficult to do when grief bleeds into the spirit and pushes joy out. As one author said, I found it difficult to pray. I was mad at God. How could he take him now that he was getting his life together and reaping the benefits of all his earlier struggles? She voiced this opinion to her church pastor. He told her not to stop talking to God. Despite the questioning tone when having conversations with God, the line of communication is still open. Having faith for things unseen requires courage. That personal interaction with God produces a discerning spirit that leads to peace. Many people believe that prayer has to be written in a book of religious prose, including formal language, and be sanctimoniously grand. Others believe that an informal, ordinary conversation with God is okay. Although there is no set standard for grief, the woman expressed times when faith, hope, and love replaced the terrible, arching assault of grief. The terrible, aching assault of grief. Mimi Cargill writes about her unwavering faith in God when her grief in losing her daughter set in like a robber of peace. God has a way of keeping things simple for us, she said. From the day we're born, we start to die. I am glad that my daughter embraced the beauty of God's Holy Spirit even during her darkest challenges. We must remember that we are not in this world alone and as we struggle with grief may we be reminded that we are here to support each other. Let us not let obstacles uh, bind us or obstacles prevent us from reaching out and touching the lives of others. Do not be anxious about anything, Philippians 4, verse 6 to 7. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. 
And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. May you be comforted today as you go through this agonizing situation of grief. We are praying for you. God bless you. Remember, God is still on the throne and he's still in control. May you find comfort and peace. Amen.